Brother Time does not offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about, so take it with a grain of salt. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. Oh, wait, I said that wrong. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. I think it's just the word. That was Forrest Gump. I think it's just the word. I Jenny. thought that was you. Oh, sorry. I wasn't clear. It's me talking. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump wasn't on the podcast just now. That was me. Oh, sorry if that clarification. <laughs> sorry if that was confusing. I, recently, I heard someone say they could not make Forrest Gump today. That because of woke culture, they would cancel the studio. You know, they would do anything to go after anyone who made that because instead of seeing it as something that's un uplifting, it's seen as I actually it's it's a way to virtue signal. Oh, yeah, people would virtue signal in their cancellation. Yeah, that's all it. they're really doing. They don't really, you know, do anything against the things that they hate in the world. They just like, ah, oh, virtue signal that I'm so We're virtuous. supposed to hate this one. Yeah. Just so you know, you're supposed to hate Forrest Gump. So what what is what are they saying it would be that would get it canceled? Is it like well, the stereotypes so in it? Um, I think making light of someone with mental deficiency, oh, Forrest Gump gotcha. is obviously, and then they would also say in the same breath that Tom Hanks stole the role from someone who has actual mental deficiency. So he's, he's taking advantage of that, um, or yeah, it, our power to basically punch down that no i'm taking this role you, you know which is not at all <laughs> he, he was picked for the role it's not like <laughs> right and i i think i want to i want to put this in as a as a topic right after our first break so let's let's get there i'm josh eight of ten and between peas and carrots i'm gonna choose peas because I like the texture better than carrots and the flavor. So it's like everything about peas is better than carrots. Unless you cook carrots well, and yeah. turn them into like a candy-ish type thing where you put like sweet glaze on them. Um, Ooh, that sounds amazing. Uh, I, Isaac, 5 of 10? I'd say if they're canned, it's got to be carrots. Oh, I thought you were going to say if they're canned, it's got to be peas. Why? It is, sometimes peas end up with this very bitter flavor when they're canned. I don't know if it brings out the tannins, aging it or whatever. Um, but carrots are far more tolerable. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I don't know that. I'm trying to think of the last time I had canned carrots. That's just not something I normally have. I'll have to buy some. <laughs> That's a good point, because it's like, it's very shelf-stable. Why are you canning this? Yeah, like, a bag of carrots is super cheap, and they last they last a long time. So, I mean, is that a problem we need to solve by canning them? I mean, who wants carrots that bad? That they're like, oh, it's not the carrot season. I need... I... Yeah, I think 
they're like pre-sliced and everything though so that's nice where it's like if you pre-slice carrots and don't i don't think they have the shelf life yeah are they are they softer in the can yeah okay so they've probably cooked them and softened them okay i can kind of see the appeal i think that's i think that's part of the canning process they don't necessarily fully cook them but they they have to bring it up to a temperature to kill off everything inside the can and then they seal it and then it yeah i'm pretty sure that's part of the canning process ah well let's all think about our own methods of canning carrots over this break see dan's on and i just unpaused it oh yeah um so we should get dan on next time oh you could message him and see if he wants to hop on he might like some of the topics um we have going on but um while you send that message uh echo have you are you familiar with the show echo on disney plus um no so it is it's a superhero show i'm only a couple episodes into it but the actress is a paraplegic and i don't know if she's also deaf um is the echo actress missing a leg is she deaf let me see yeah she is a paraplegic and she's deaf um but okay that was on the topic where you you were talking about how um Forrest Gump they get canceled because he one reason would be he would be taking a role from someone who um could who's actually experiencing the thing which i actually think is kind of a valid argument like i don't think that's a bad argument yeah, I, necessarily I think it- it it'd be like doing blackface, right? Except before before you interject, um, it's not at all like that because there's there's nothing wrong with being black. There's nothing, you know what I mean? There's yeah, and there's pl- plenty of actors with very talented actors from all races and genders. Yeah, so it's not like that. Um, I think at the time it was made, it was kind of uplifting um, to like there was there was definitely a looking down on people with disabilities, any sort of mental uh, hurdle that they're dealing with. And to make a movie that was that was like they overcame all those things in the story and were actually quite successful. Yeah, um, that that can be an an inspiring story because even so, whether or not society looks down on someone with a disability, at the very least, everyone has to agree we call it a disability for a reason. Like, yeah, they they are disadvantaged compared to everyone else, so it is kind of inspiring. But Echo is, I think, it's really interesting because most of the dialogue in the show you have to read it because she is literally signing everything like most people pretty much everyone who says anything to her is signing what they're saying and then she doesn't speak she just signs back 
and so it's all like subtitled um and then also she she literally doesn't have one of her legs and that's actually part of the story in a way as well is um how she how she lost her leg and her dealing with having like a um what do you call it what do you call it when the the thing the leg where someone hasn't has like a anyway you know what i'm talking about uh, you're talking about the phantom pains oh no 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 i mean i meant like the actual device what is prosthetic? that prosthetic prosthetic yes oh having a prosthetic leg anyway it's it's a good show you should check it out i don't know if it's very kid friendly but um cuz some of the stuff in it is like it gets a little dark and um, it's a I thought you said it was a superhero show. It is. Yeah. It's it's more it feels kind of like an anti-hero show where like the person you're rooting for isn't necessarily a good person. Like they they've had a rough go at it in their life and you know, you kind of see how they like she still has she seems to have a moral compass but a lot of things have happened to her and she's not necessarily doing good things to um, get back at people. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't it, watch a lot of TV. I'm more into video games right now with yeah. my off time, but so you don't own a TV, right? Do you say that to people just like who don't even bring it up? You just say, I don't own a TV. No, I don't. <laughs> I do notice when people don't own a TV, though, like this. I was at someone's house yesterday. They didn't have a TV. I was like, what do know. they point their furniture at? Um, they didn't have furniture either. <laughs> was it was this just a warehouse? <laughs> it, Okay, so it wasn't really a house. I was, I was with a homeless guy on the street. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a TV. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you walk, you're walking down the street. You see a homeless person. I, I you, respect that. The first thing you ask them, wait, where's your TV? Where, where do you point all your furniture? The, when they're like, I don't have one. I'm like, that. well, I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. You know? This was obviously something you chose. Yeah, to, um, that's a good choice. <laughs> now, do when you see a homeless person in a movie, should that be a real homeless person? Oh, that's a good, that's a fair question. That would be a question for people does, who does, are for. Does California, does California have any homeless people to choose from? Oh, do when, they bus them away? Do they move them elsewhere? No, I I was being facetious again because they Well, obviously so they have a lot of homeless people, but there's also yeah. this thing where like cities will literally like put homeless people on a bus and just ship oh, them yeah. somewhere else. Mad Madison, we get Chicago's homeless people. How do you do they like make is there pizza oh, like I've been, deep dish I've been pizza giving them bread free tattoos for years now i've been doing this free tattoo system which is basically a coding system to track them it's like what they do with deer yeah 
That that sounds. It sounds like no, I mean, there <laughs> might be some historical significance to what you're describing, oh, but I can't yeah. quite put my finger on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I regret it now. So one topic I put in here was data versus information versus knowledge versus wisdom. And I tried to stall because I thought maybe Dan would like this topic because it's more of a it's more of a philosophical question. It's actually from one of my classes that I've I've started taking. Um, oh, that's right. You're in school now. Yeah, I am in school. I I got horn rimmed glasses and nice. I have a pocket protector now. And great. Um, anyway, but the. Uh, and I walk around in halls with like a few textbooks in front of me, like in my arms, like I'm hugging them. Otherwise, so, they're going to think you're a teacher. Exactly. I'm, do. I'm old enough to where, you know how like some people brag about having the problem where they have to say, I work here. When someone's like, hey, where's your hall pass? They're like, I work here. I have the yeah. opposite problem. Where people see me and they're like, get back in your classroom. Go teach. What are you doing in the hall? <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I'm a student here. I'm just kidding. My my school is all <laughs> online. I, I don't ever actually see anyone. Um, that's, but that's, anyway, yeah. where would you draw? So with those four terms, data, information, knowledge, wisdom. How would you kind of map out their relationship and meaning? I feel like it's linear what you've just it's it's you've received data, you turn oh, it into okay. information, hold on, hold you on. turn can it we, into knowledge. Sorry, can we start over? Can... Let's let's pretend yeah. we haven't started yet. Um information, wisdom, knowledge, and data. How would you no, nah, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> I that, I see it that way too, and I realized I wrote it down that way linearly, kinda like that. Yeah, um, like data is very raw. It's like, I would even say, I don't know if you've ever had this problem. Have you ever like looked at something and not known what you're looking at? Yes. Or, or even like your brain sees something that's not there and then it sort of shifts and it's like, oh yeah, no, that's actually like you see a face uh, in, in something that's not really a face. I like actually, at night, very often if I wake up, I will often see what looks like a ghost like yeah. near my bed. Well, that's because one, you're haunted, but two, your brain is looking at data and it's converting it into probably information, right? So it's like, what do what is this sequence of dots on the ceiling? Like I used to stare at the ceiling when I wake up and I'd see like a face in that in the texture on the ceiling. Um, yeah, but it's it's misinterpreting the data into information. Right. So data, that's how I see the first two, at least, is like data information. So you're seeing you're seeing a face there versus your knowledge. You know, there's not a face there. <laughs> right. You have to reconcile the two sometimes. And then maybe wisdom is realizing that. The, within those first three, there can be some accidents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really like that. 
I like that uh, sort of spread of how they all relate. That makes a lot of sense to me. I I do think I do like uh, this the visual that you were giving on data because I think often we think about words when we think of data. We think about numbers, like yeah. a study. Like what's the data from a study? Because there's another term I didn't include in here, abstract, which, you know, it's not a term I think about a lot, but it's actually a really important um, concept to understand because abstracting is taking a, a larger set of work or a larger set of information and distilling it down to the most important pieces of it. And sometimes we can get stuck in data. We can get stuck in like numbers and looking at what, trying to understand what these numbers mean. But then what we need to do is, is look at the abstract of everything and taking, because looking at a single data point is probably not worthwhile. We need to consider all of the data points. Yeah. And kind of break out what that means. Well, um, when, you, when you say get stuck, I think of cognitive dissonance. So if you're, if you ever get stuck in something, I think that's the first thing you should check is if reaching a conclusion is possible for you when you're looking at it, looking at data and it's converting to information and you're like, something's not right here. The data is producing the wrong information. Let me go back to the data. And you might try to reinterpret the data. Right. To, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing is this whole conversation kind of shows that anecdotal evidence, like your individual experience is not necessarily good evidence, which is yeah. really counterintuitive because that's all we have. Yes. Yeah. So if, if you're, if someone tells you, well, ignore your own experience, I don't think that's, that's a trustworthy person. Because they could basically then go on to say, well, you should just do whatever authority tells you to do, despite yeah. what you see reality as. Just do whatever th authority tells you. And that's pretty, uh, pretty dangerous. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a really important place for wisdom, is understanding that your own data point in relation to everything else, it's important to you. But yeah. it's not important to someone else. And I think that's where people cross the line of anecdotal evidence. They say, I've had this thing happen, therefore everyone's had this thing happen. Or this is what I know from experience, therefore this is what everyone knows from experience. Like they kind of reach across the line and, um, and push, I guess, what, what they see is, as, um, what they see as fact. And they try to push it on other people yeah 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 i could see that as a problem but yeah. do you have any like particular experience that you've gone through recently where that was happening from someone else they no kind of no no not necessarily i didn't mean to make it sound like i did i these are mostly just thoughts i've had with this this first part of the class where we're talking about defining these 
these different concepts. Um, the class itself is super boring, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to you're, like. You're you're infusing some additional. <laughs> I I ran I'm into that to. a lot with <laughs> online school. Just like they make an assignment and it's very dry, and you're like, okay, let me make this about superheroes, and I'm <laughs> 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 like. Um, tie it, tie it all to something more exciting, and my teachers loved that a lot. They, I mean, because they're they're probably just as bored with their own stuff and watching these, reading these dry interactions. Anyways, yeah. Well, um, that topic. I hope it wasn't super dry, but let's let's take a quick break. I didn't mean to make your make it seem no, like I well no I I regret that transition because I I didn't <laughs> feel like you were saying it was dry. Um if anything, oh, no, I was no. trying I was trying to make the top oh see I regret this sentence because what's the opposite of dry? Wet. Moist. Right. And I I don't know. Like something about that word I don't makes me uncomfortable. And I'm sure it makes other people uncomfortable too, because my yeah. experience is everyone's experience. There you go. That's how I, you I am the main character in my story. I feel like an NPC. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and I don't care. It does not bother me to be an NPC. <laughs> Do you stand at the corner of like a busy street and just say the same thing to everyone? And if they try to I, talk to you again, no. you repeat it? In reality, we yeah. all do it. I've observed people have their like list of communications that they give based off of the circumstances. So everyone has that. Don't pretend like you don't say "Hey" the same way. That's true. Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone no, has their. Now that you're saying that, I like at work. I Are you say, recording? I, I don't. Oh yeah, I'm recording. Yes. Oh, I. Is <laughs> your? We were still on break. Um, but yeah, you have your, yeah, you have your work greetings. Were you going to say something that you didn't want on the recording? Oh, I just, no, I, oh, you didn't want, okay. Yeah. We were kind of, cause this isn't on our topic. This is yeah, the next I, topic. We're, we've, we've deviated. We've gone off course. Yeah, we have, but I do want to bring us back on course because this next topic, I meant it to be kind of an activity. Um, where we discuss our, uh, here we go. This is what I was looking for, where I'm going to share an industry and you're going to tell me how you think VR is used in that industry, because VR okay. is becoming more and more prevalent. It's becoming much more accessible to people. I know Aaron has a, um, has a VR thing that he recently got. He had one before, but he got like a newer one that lets him learn how to play the piano. And because it literally has like graphics of the keys moving like a piano roll in front of you, and he can hit the keys in time with it. And it's just, it's incredible. So um, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so I, let's. I feel like I'm already lost and you haven't even given the first one. Tourism. So this, this one's easy. Tourism. How, how is it 
Yeah, you do virtual tours where you're, um, let's say you want to go to Bermuda, but you're not sure. They probably have like a VR headset where you can visit one of the attractions there and sort of look around. Now, how might that be different from going to Google and doing a street view? What's the benefit of VR there? Um, you could do sound. You could um, probably even walk around more easily. Yeah, in a VR, it's it's much VR more setting. immersive, <clears throat> right? Like the but tourism. Vis- yeah, visually though, I don't think it would be actually much different. Yeah, except well, you could go inside of buildings, and that that may not. I don't think they drive through a lot of buildings with their. Um, <laughs> yeah, with there, you just see like a Google, one of those Google cars, like slowly trying to get through like a door, <laughs> just scooting. It'd be funny if they had little like, um, if they started putting out un- unmanned vehicles that were like UAVs that, like little helicopters with cameras that would just like go through your house and take pictures for Google Street <laughs> View, like what? Who let you in? <laughs> uh, you but know, business uh, meant for be meant for business. There are some and, buildings uh, where they've done like a street view inside, like where someone maybe walk walk through with one of those three sixty cameras. The building, um, yeah, smart. But yeah, um, what about healthcare? This one is this one. I think is really interesting. Um, how would they use it for healthcare? There, there are a few applications. So one of them, I would, I, I would say, hold, hold on, I got one. Okay, for like, um, psychiatrists to to put them in the office remotely, so that they have they're in the office and they can be sitting on the couch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of, I for some reason I pictured like both like the patient shows up and then the psychiatrist shows up in VR, but he's accidentally still like in his Fortnite character. And he's like emoting <laughs> while he's trying to talk to the, talk to the he patient. Starts, starts flossing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, one application is in um, actually pain reduction. So, okay. um, like phantom pain. I think we, yeah. We phantom pain. Um, there's attention shifting therapies that can help um, with with chronic pain that are going to be way more effective in the extremely immersive environment of VR. Um, another interesting one is practicing surgeries for surgeons in education, yeah. learning how to I, perform I saw, surgeries. I, yeah, I saw that on... Um, they go through some of that stuff on uh, The Good Doctor, actually. Oh, do they? I've seen The Good Doctor. I think I've seen all of it, but I don't remember that part. Unless it's like I a mean, new, a new episode. They, they well, I may be, I may be mistaken. I thought that's what they were doing with practice surgeries. They have all this. They have tons oh, of different like, yeah. practice surgery things. I think I think they, they do. I think they do that. Yeah, 
now that, now that you say it. Um, what about, let me find one that I think is actually kind of interesting. Um, cause a lot of these are really obvious, like, um, architecture, real estate, interior design. I feel like those are all the same thing. Um, education, yeah. we talked about that entertainment's obvious education's on this list again. So they doubled down on education. Um, well, can we, can we talk about the architecture stuff? Oh, sure. Yeah. That's, that's kind of more in your, in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? Cause I, um, yeah, I'm running into issues with the building that I'm in working on now where that sort of thing would have been phenomenal where it would have been absolutely vital to do, but no one, no one did it. So it's, it's a little frustrating that. So now, you're thinking about like the planning stages or is this like just pre-implementation of things? I mean, are you talking about the wall where they weren't, they were like 12 inches off? Well, that, that was, um, that was a that just a person made a mistake when they were making a file. But no, it's actually like the interactions of different things. Like, um, have you been to Mom's cabin in um, Oklahoma? It, yes. Yeah. So, did you notice how they put the stairs in front of the window? Oh, yes. Or the, the stairs ended up in front of the window because. I, I think well I I expanded those stairs out so it's even worse than it was originally but when you put that sort of interaction stairs near windows it's it's a bad combination without like but if you put it in a virtual space you start to see oh well where's the handrail going to go if these stairs are right next to the window the handrail cuz for code you need a handrail is going to interact and now I'm working on this very expensive home and they land the stairs right at a window. Like there's a window right there and there was an adjustment to the plans that makes it so the handrail is now going to be going over part of the window opening, which is just, to me, it looks bad. It's a, it's like you're, the first time you design a home, you don't think about those things, but then it happens and you're like, well, I'm not going to do that ever again. But if it were in virtual space, as changes are made, if you can make those changes to the virtual space and just look at the house, walk through it virtually, you could see, oh, well, this doesn't work here. And adjustments to the plans could have been pretty easy. Yeah. But I'm I'm just building the thing. I don't. I'm executing a plan that I'm hoping is well thought out. Right. And there are some other things that would have been like just just adjusted so that they could look really good. That I feel like were missed. Have you seen those uh, clips from video games where they're like building a structure very quickly? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you talking about like Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite. Where, Fortnite. Where it's like the, the building just flies up. And yeah, they're like, like they're quickly just like tacking on walls and stairs and like they're using it strategically in combat, which is super goofy. And I think it's hilarious that that's a thing. Yeah, it's, it but, is funny. But because like they're getting shot at and they keep throwing up stairs in front of the bullets. Um, anyway, but that would be a really interesting 
like what you were describing of getting a feel for a plan before you actually execute it or before you get the finer details in just like throw it together in something like that. Obviously it wouldn't be where you have like, cause there are like specific grid items that are very specific size, almost like blocks in the game I was describing, but something a little yeah. more refined and realistic in terms of scale where you can actually see what it looks like, see what it feels like before you start getting those finer details and before you decide where to put your windows or even put the windows on there and see what it looks like. Um, that's, that is a very, cause what you were describing is pretty much exactly what this article says about architecture is, is, uh, really understanding like your plan in reality before it's even there. How interesting would it be to like be able to put your virtual home at the location in virtual world where it's actually going to be? Yeah. And walk around in it before they even lay a foundation. Yeah. And so you can see like 100%, well, 100% with an asterisk that says this is virtual reality, but you can actually walk through the home before they build it. And I think there, I, I don't know if this would help this issue, but there's so, there's so much uncertainty that people have with like visualizing spaces. And I've heard stories of people go to gate break ground and they're like, uh, can we make this? Like they look at the lot and they're like, could we make this 10 foot bigger? Like it seems small. Because they can't see, all they're seeing is a plot, plot, a plot of land. And if you look at like a 10 by 10 spot flagged out on the ground, you're like, that's tiny. Is that really the size of my room? But you measure out your room and it's 10 by 10. You're like, okay, this is a decent sized room. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The, you put flags for the entire house and you think that's small because you're comparing it to the much bigger <laughs> that much bigger space around it it will look small but you put the walls up and it's it's very average or even big so yeah the, having a virtual space i think that would solve it and now i've got to incorporate this into the work i'm doing because even even the owner is like is this big enough or is this too is this too big you, you can't tell from flags on the ground or even before the walls are up the inside of the house you're looking through it and it's you can't see it's hard to vit for people to visualize the end result i like it yeah i'm sold you sold me on it and i'm selling these for lots of money so i hope you have a lot of money in your account um but let's take one <laughs> last break I lied. I'm not. I'm not really selling. Uh, delivered via goose geese. <laughs> Ooh, they could use VR for goose geese. Yeah, this is a virtual they, delivery. You buy a product and you get it in the virtual world. Yeah, the the goose geese deliver it virtually, or <laughs> they let you experience getting a delivery from goose geese before uh, they you could commit do, to they it. Could, yeah, they should do the training virtually. Oh yeah, go, yeah, goose interaction training. 
Yeah, do all that virtually. Vital. Um, well, thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, I think I'm going to declare a winner, but only if you enjoyed the podcast. Um, so <laughs> if you didn't enjoy it, you need to skip ahead a few seconds. Oh, no, they Here. could hear this part. This is important. You're going to give that to the people that don't enjoy the podcast? Really? For people well, that don't I, like it? If you didn't enjoy the podcast, why didn't they... Do something else with that time. Honestly, if okay, yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast and you made it, or you didn't like it and you made it this far, I guess you you can have this for free. Okay, we won't charge you for it. Um, the winner this week is Isaac because he finally because you were spot on with the application of VR and architecture. I think because you've got you know firsthand experience of the issues. Yeah, I think it's a fair like. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of see how it would help that so congrats isaac you are the winner um but if if you like the podcast um please rate and review us um you can also find us online at brothertimepod.com brothertimepod.com 